God Hears Her. God Hears Her. God Hears Her is brought to you. Is brought to you. By our Daily Bread Ministries. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Or find us on social for more information. God does grow us through the really difficult times in life. But I had to look square in the eye of, I had a wrong assumption. And the wrong assumption was that when I come to a decision point, I need to make sure that I don't choose what would ever make me happy because that's what God wants for me. Where does that come from? That's not from the Word. That's not from Scripture. That's wackiness. No. Where does that come from? It comes from a wrong view of God, I think. You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. It's estimated that an average adult makes about 35,000 decisions each day. But what happens when one of those decisions is as life-changing as where to go to college or if you should say yes to his proposal or whether moving across the country for a job is the right thing to do for your life? Or what are some of the decisions you're facing right now? In today's conversation, Erin and I are going to chat about ways in which we've learned to discern what God wants for our lives and what it means for us to hear God's voice and follow where he leads. So let's get to it. Here is our conversation about the crossroads of life on God Hears Her. So I can remember I was in my early 20s. I'd finished college. I had expected, just because of a long relationship, that I was headed towards marriage in this particular relationship. And it went a different way. We broke up, and suddenly I'm going, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And I spent a lot of time praying and journaling and reading the Bible and talking to people and trying to get wisdom. You know, what am I supposed to do? And, and I, I sensed out of a long process that I should do something that really made my heart glad and really made God's heart glad. And I decided to go into ministry. So that meant I had to have more education, right? So I began to research where could I get training to go into ministry. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I thought I might be a chaplain or yeah. a counselor. No idea. I'd do radio and be a speaker and be a leader. No idea. But finally, it came to this place where I had a choice between two schools. Hmm. And I was amazed. I actually got accepted to both of them. That was huge. But I couldn't decide where to go. Hmm. One was in the north in a really bustling city that was cold and scary to me. And the other one was in the mountains <laughs> and was just like wooing me, you know, like a siren coming <laughs> to me. <laughs> and I ended up talking with this friend of mine who was older and wiser. And I said, where do you think I should go? And he goes, well, where do you want to go? <laughs> I said, no way. I know. I can't go where I want to go. If I'm going to be trained for ministry, don't I have to suffer? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and he just kind of laughed and he said, maybe you should just go where you want to go. Might that be a, a good choice? <laughs> and my my head went shigabang, blew up thinking, you mean in making a decision, maybe I can consider actually what I want? Hmm. How could that be hmm. godly? Hmm. How many times have we been at that, mm -hmm. that crossroads? Yeah. Between what 
we want and we think what God wants and we think they have to be polar opposites, you know, and so we have to choose between one or the other. And is Mm. that necessarily true? What do you think? Have you been in a situation where you have to make a, a choice, you have to make a decision and boom, it's like up on the radar comes God's choice. Yes. And my choice. And they can't possibly be the same. Oh, yes. I feel like at some point in our life, we have thought that God's desire for us can't possibly be the same as our desire. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was when I was moving and I had no idea where I was going to live. I knew where I wanted to live, but I knew what I could afford, <laughs> you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember praying this prayer like, Lord, if it is your will, oh, Lord, just place me here. Would you place me here? And he did. He placed huh. me there. But he made the finances work and it was all lined up. I mean, it was wild. And in that moment, I was just like, oh my gosh, you desire what I desire? Really? Like we're on the same page? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. So wait, so what did you end up choosing? Like I want to go back to that. Like what Yeah. I ended up choosing what I wanted. I ended up choosing the mountain location. And I've actually been here in Denver for almost 45 years now. And wow. it's been it's been an amazing decision. I actually think I probably would have received great training at either institution. Mm-hmm. I think I probably would have made a wonderful life yeah. in either institution. It really boiled down to, was my heart aligned with God's? Mm. And was I listening mm. to him? Was I seeking him? And as I did, I did the best I could. And so, you know, to kind of principalize this for, for a second, I think there are times when we come to a crossroads, when we need to make a decision, and we always need to look at what we're thinking, what kind of wonky stuff is going on in our brains. Yeah. And, and when my brain was this assumption that God couldn't possibly want me to be happy, yeah. he would want me to be suffering if I was going to be trained for the ministry because that's the way you become more effective for the ministry. Well, yeah. guess what? I still have been able to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because I went to the mountains didn't mean there wasn't some training, some preparation, and right. still is. God does grow us through the really difficult times in life. Mm-hmm. But I had to look square in the eye of, I had a wrong assumption. And the wrong assumption was that when I come to a decision point, I need to make sure that I don't choose what would ever make me happy because that's what God wants for me. Where Hmm. does that come from? That's not from the word. That's not from scripture. That's wackiness. No. Where does that come from? It comes from a wrong view of God, I think. And I was young and I still didn't know a whole lot. Yeah. I still don't know a whole lot, but you know, I was especially young and especially, if you will, ignorant of God's ways. Mm -hmm. And so I I think one principle here is is to look at what kind of assumptions are behind the way we're thinking about God. And sometimes we need to study the Bible. Sometimes we need to, like I did, meet with somebody who's a little bit further down the road and run our thinking by them and they go hello sweet pea you're kind of wackadoodle here yeah you know let's let's relook at that yeah sometimes it means we need to pray and ask the lord to truly direct us like you did with your living situation and where what might work out just telling god this is really what what i want and and letting him direct you to whether or not you can have that what other kinds of hmm. principles, I guess, come into mind? And, and I think there's other kinds of decisions, too, we come to besides just what we want versus what God wants. For sure. I think that 
a lot of the time I have chosen a path without God invited into it because I didn't think that he would be in it for what I desired. Oh, so you were like choosing against him. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to choose this because this is what I want. And not even like like just projecting that assumption on him. I mean, sometimes we really are choosing between our way and God's way, and there's a conscientious choice, okay? So earlier in my life, I remember when I was like in middle school, I started noticing kids, you know, the popular kids, you know, they'd be out like drinking smoke and doing the whatever stuff, uh, skipping school, and they were super popular. Mm. And honestly, I came to this point in in my growing up where it was like, Elisa, what do you want? Mm. Which road are you going to choose? Are you going to choose this... mm, on your own kind of rebellious path, or are you going to choose this, I would say, path to health? And I intentionally chose the path of what I saw as health. Mm. And now as I look back on it, I think I was truly choosing for God Mm. rather than against God. You said something uh, that just sparked a thought when you said for God instead of against God. And I think we, when we are at that crossroads, we can choose for God with God. Hmm. I think that he wants, it's a we, you know, for, for me, it's Ah. a, it's a we Mm -hmm. experience at that crossroads. It's not, am I going to make this and he's going to be pleased? It's like, he's in this with me. I love that. I think at that, the crossroads, we really do get to see, is it our carnal? Is it our spiritual? Mm. I think about the difference between vulnerability and transparency, even like transparency is to be seen through, seen, at. Like I let God Mm. see, but I've been not very vulnerable because vulnerable is to be open to feedback. And so I want a vulnerable relationship with the Lord where it is a we at the crossroads, Um, not a, hey God, I know that you see this, but I'm going to make this choice against you or I don't even know. I love what you Mm -hmm. said for God versus against God. We have that choice. And Aaron, this we you're talking about, you know, that's that's really the the deal there. You know, it's not me or God. It, it's us together. I remember a million years ago, I, I read this illustration that Henry Blackaby, he's the dude who wrote Experiencing God way back when, talked about the difference between doing life on your own versus doing it in relationship with God. And, and he talked about well, it's really the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. For instance, he described himself being given directions to go to this farm by a farmer. And so the farmer wrote out, you know, go 2.8 miles and then turn at the split in the fence. And then you'll see a green barn and then you'll go 1.8 miles. And then you go around a curve and you cross a bridge, you know, just so complicated. And Henry's writing it all down, just panicked, you know, trying to make sure he gets every little detail. And he's driving down with his, you know, sweaty palms on the steering wheel. And he's going, have I gone, you know, the right amount of miles? And is this the green barn? And oh, and he finally arrives and he's kind of a wreck. Well, he compared Mm. that time going to the farm to another time Mm. when the farmer himself was in the passenger seat and said, turn here, turn there, go a little further. You're almost there. Mm. Okay, we've arrived. And he arrived in peace, knowing that he had made exactly the right choices to get where he needed to go. And that, to me, Aaron, just illustrates what you're talking about with this we approach when we come to crossroads, when we're in a we with God, his spirit directs us. His being woos us onto the right choice with him. I love that. How do you know the choices that you're making are 
a we choice. You know, there's there are some scriptures that help us okay. understand, like um, Proverbs sixteen nine. Mm. It says, "In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps." And that verse is, because it's a proverb, you know, it gives us a kind Mm. of a principle. That verse takes some thought as we apply it in life. But, you know, if we really have chosen to be in a relationship with God, basically, we can make our best plans. Mm. But as we yield them to God, Mm. doesn't he sometimes redirect or eventually provide his outcome Mm. with our best desires? I don't think we need to live in fear that we're going to screw it up. You know, if we're in relationship with them, I think there's a, an element of doing our best to make the best decision and mm. and trusting mm. him because we're in a we relationship. Yeah. So I, I think about this next year as we are making decisions and we're just like, times right now are so uncertain, you know, we don't know what choices maybe to make, but bringing them to him and yielding them to him. Is what I'm, I'm hearing you say. Yeah. We can hope for something, but putting our hope in him. That's good. That's good. You know, so maybe we're making decisions about continuing to do online school with our kids or a hybrid model or homeschool them or yeah. put them back in school. You know, that is there a right or wrong decision there? Sometimes no. You know, it's, mm. it's the best decision you can make mm. with the information that we have. That's good. Or, or do I stay with this particular job? Is this an uncertain time to, to leave? But it's not meeting my needs or it's not meeting our family's needs or I can feel on the horizon it, it might evaporate. I need to make a change. What do I do in this situation? Yeah, I think I think you're on to this, that we do our best and we yield the result. You know, we, we mm. look at scriptural parameters and we live within them and we yield the results for what might happen. Hmm. I can remember both my call to serve at MOPS and my call to leave my position at MOPS were crossroads moments. I, I, I was young when, when I first was asked to apply to become the president of that organization. They hadn't had one yet. And I felt like the biggest no <laughs> in my heart because, A, I'd never been pregnant. My, I have children through adoption. B, I come from a broken family. Mm-hmm. And C, I, I wasn't even sure I liked women. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> me, God, you want to use me here? Yeah. And and he did use his word mm-hmm. as as I was reading in scripture where I already had been reading. Mm-hmm. I came to a, a verse in John where, where Jesus is, is talking in the upper room to his disciples in John 15, verse 16. And he says to the disciples, I've chosen you to bear fruit, mm-hmm. fruit that will last. And he goes on to talk about how he will use his disciples to, to bring others to relationship with Jesus. And I began to see, oh my gosh, Lord. Yeah. That's really what the ministry of mothers of preschoolers is about. And, and I sensed him nudging me there. So, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. 20 years later, I truly sensed God wooing me to step out because my presence there was impeding new generations of women leading mm-hmm. you know, who needed to step into the, the, the true leadership of the, of the ministry. And I didn't know what he was leading me to do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I didn't have a next lined up. And yet, as I looked at the principles of what he had been doing in my life and teaching me through leading, 
there was a true call to relinquish the mantle of leadership, mm. to, to, to train the younger generation, as, as Paul did to Timothy. And so I, I stepped into that, and it actually took a year or two, maybe three years, for me to go, oh, mm. you're actually... You're actually placing me now in a different ministry in our daily bread ministries with Discover the Word, with God Hears Her, with writing, with total. But I didn't know mm. in that moment. It, it took putting my feet on a different path that was of God, that He had revealed, here's the mm. path, but I didn't know where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what did your what did your prayers look like in yielding? What, what do your prayers look like in yielding? Hmm. Pretty much, I think this is what you're saying, God. <laughs> Would you either close the door or open it? Mm. Would you convince me? I remember in a, in a board meeting when I w- had already in my heart sensed that it was time for me to leave. I remember the board making a decision. We had we had molded a mission statement for MOPS in a certain direction. And 2008 hit, which was a recession and was crazy terrifying for especially nonprofits, but for all of the, our country and the, and the world. And the board made a decision to change the mission statement in, in a tweak that actually in that second changed my fit. Wow. And the need for a different kind of leadership. And I don't think they understood it in that moment. I didn't totally understand in that moment, but I knew the shift happened. And I actually, in that moment, mm. closed my board book and put it aside. And it was my own heart going, that's you, God. That's a transition that you're asking me to make. And it wasn't actualized for maybe six months after that, but it was it was a moment. So I think when we ask God and we journal about it, and we stay before him and we say, this is what I want, God. What do you want? Um, where does the we in our relationship leading? Yeah. God, I can make the plans and trust you to direct my steps. All of these things, I really need to yield when it comes to that moment and you make mm-hmm. it clear. I need to be willing to pick my path according to what you're saying. So good. And when we come back, we will discuss another valuable resource for Crossroads moments, community. Elisa and I will share stories from our own experiences of when wise friends walked with us through life's big decisions and how you can lean into the advice of others. That's coming up on God Hears Her. Hey friends, if you're enjoying today's episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss a new episode of the God Hears Her podcast. When you subscribe, new episodes are delivered straight to your device or computer. So hit subscribe and remember that God sees you, He hears you, He loves you because you are His. Women want to know that they matter. And the God Sees Her devotional, a beautifully styled gift book, provides story after story of God's care for women, both in Bible times and in modern day life. As you read this collection of 365 Our Daily Bread devotions, you'll be reminded of God's love, and you will know the warm presence of your Heavenly Father as each article reassures you that God sees you, He hears you, and He loves you because you're His. So pick up a copy of the God Sees Her devotional today by clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website, godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. 
And I'm Elisa Morgan. And in just a minute, we're going to consider some additional ways in which we can make wise decisions when greeted by life's crossroads. But first, just a quick reminder that the show notes are available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but also include a link to a free resource. It's an e-booklet titled Making Decisions God's Way. This free download can help us understand what the scripture says about God's will for us and help us find peace when making those difficult decisions. So just click on the link in the podcast description or visit our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Now, back to our conversation on the crossroads of life. Let's begin by considering ways we can seek wisdom as we hope to make God-honoring decisions. This is God Hears Her. And, you know, the, the other element that really helps us at a crossroads is people. And, yeah. you know, I mentioned that I went to a friend who was older and wiser when I was trying to make a decision about graduate school. But I also went to a friend when I was talking about this opportunity at MOPS, and I asked a much older, wiser individual who'd known me and who had shaped me and mentored me even, mm-hmm. you know, what do you think of this opportunity? And he was so helpful. He just said, I think you were made for this. Mm-hmm. And he gave me illustrations of where he had seen, I don't know, characteristics in me. I couldn't see those, but he'd been watching. And so it was a really helpful mirror to hold up and go, yeah, yeah. He nudged me forward. Yeah. I think it's so important to have people like him in your life uh, that help you hold up the mirror for you to see. Because sometimes we can't see clearly. Um, When I was in a season where I had to make a bunch of these mini crossroads, Mm -hmm. I recognized like community is so important to have like a small group of really like close friends that you can let into the choices that you're making and just to be able to share and get feedback and community um, mentors. I am so grateful for you to be one of my mentors and oh, love moment. Um, (laughs) I'm so grateful to have you in my life to be able to say, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going through. So I'm thinking to just redirect my paths to, am I making decisions out of fear? Am I making decisions out of who I know God is? Um, The people in our lives do that. Close friends that are centered in their faith and know who God is help us do that. There's all kinds of decisions we come to, Aaron. You know, whether or not we marry a certain person. Right. Whether or not we don't marry a certain person. Or even date. Even date or a even certain date. person. Or say yes to a certain business transaction. Or mm-hmm. even uh, friendships that maybe are a necessary ending or not. Do you stay in it? Do you, like, what is the, I think making boundaries, like even making boundaries with our relationships can be, we can be at crossroads with that. What do I do with yeah. this? You know, which path do I take? Can you think of a time when you've had to do that? And, and how did you make that decision? Oh, so many. <laughs> I think of so many. Um, there have been a few times where I even just recently, I'm like, Lord, I have no idea what choice I'm supposed to make in this. I'm so grateful that I, I'm not alone to make that choice. And uh, sometimes I feel like my anxiety to the circumstance wants to make the choice instead of being still and allowing, like what you're talking about, yielding, like allowing him to just reveal. And uh, I want to leap into a choice for 
security and safety. And I think sometimes he's like, let's just take slow steps towards which path we're supposed to take. Can you flush that out with an example? I can think of so many times when, I mean, for living, for, you know, business decisions of like, there was an opportunity for me to have a business partner that I know that we've talked about in previous podcasts before. And honestly, that that circumstance in itself just taught me how to pray, remove and move. Lord, remove and move. I'm so protective of the work that I have done on my heart with him that I'm just like, Lord, remove and move anything that's going to disrupt that. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know, going back to the carnal spiritual, I still feel like I'm working that muscle and understanding, right? I don't know if we ever fully arrive mm-hmm. of knowing that that muscle is just super strong. We're always working that muscle. And so, sure. uh, you know, right now I'm in a circumstance where like, God, I don't know if, if I move forward in this direction, if there's going to be growth or if I need to move the opposite direction and there will still be okay. growth. I just don't know which okay. way to go. And so that's where we live most of the time, isn't it? Yeah. In this place, if we're at a crossroads mm-hmm. and we're asking, yeah. and and I think that's real life. We can all look back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I came to a crossroads and I made this decision and it was right. Yeah. Or I made this decision and it was poor. Mm-hmm. But the real the real stuff of crossroads is the present. Yes. You know, how do we navigate? And they're all the time, you know, whether it's a relationship that we're in or a family situation that we're in or a life development, my age and where I'm in. Yeah. That's where we live is, is at these crossroads. And you know what? I would love to just zero in there for a few minutes because I think that's, we can look back and principalize and it's super helpful. But when we're in them, mm-hmm. I actually have found a little section of scripture that I've been camping out in. And I I actually think God offers wisdom that crossroads are really a a place of living. They're a continual place of being, of dwelling. Mm -hmm. This this passage is is from Jeremiah. It's verse 16 of chapter 6. So Jeremiah 6, 16. And listen to these. There's a lot of verbs in this verse. And listen to how present it is. Okay, the context is Jeremiah is talking, he's prophesying really to Israel mm-hmm. what God is doing. And he gives this little nugget, uh, God through Jeremiah, to the people of what to do. Mm-hmm. And the crossroads in those days were like two paths that kind of diverged. Mm-hmm. You can go straight on one or you can kind of scoot off onto another one. And what do you do? And we actually live at crossroads just as Israel did. Mm-hmm. So the verse goes, stand at the crossroads and look. Mm. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask for the good way and walk in it, and you'll find rest for your souls. Mm. I hear in these words this we relationship, you know, this is us with God. And mm-hmm. there's this this ongoing present. First we stand, which is really just a pause. Notice oh, yeah. I'm at a crossroads here. Yeah. Okay, stand. Look, look around. What kinds of circumstances am I facing? D- don't go through life just duh, you know, just oblivious to it all. Mm-hmm. Ask God, what do you want? Ask for the good way. Ask for the ancient past. Ask for his wisdom. What does scripture say? What does the community of the saints say to me? What does my prayer life say to me? What has my journal taught me from other things? Stand, look, ask, and then walk. And that's an ongoing journeying. And then what happens as a result? You find rest. There's not this freak out, oh my gosh, I'm going to make the wrong decision and God's going to leave me or I'm going to make the wrong decision and I'm going to leave God. 
there is a peaceful, just as Proverbs 16, 9 says, there's a peaceful choice and trusting. Stand, look, ask, walk, and you'll find rest. Maybe that's the way God is wooing us at the daily crossroads. We think it's going to be some big red light, green light thing happening, or the the train thing comes down and we can't Uh. go any further. But most of the time, It's a process of standing and looking and asking and walking and finding. Yeah. All right, friends, let's sit in that thought a bit longer because I love that the Bible provides these steps. Stop in the crossroads. Look around. Ask for the old, godly way and walk in it. What a great way to handle big decisions. You're listening to God Hears Her. And before we close out today's episode, just a quick reminder that the show notes are available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but they also include a link to a free resource. It's an e-booklet titled Making Decisions God's Way. This free download can help us understand what the scripture says about God's will for us. And it helps us to find peace when making those difficult decisions. Just click on the link in the podcast description or visit our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Not only will you find a link to this free e-booklet, but the show notes also contain a link to purchase the new God Sees Her devotional. And you can also find links to connect with Erin and me on social media. We'd love to hear how this show has impacted you and even answer any questions that you might have after listening. So again, you can find these links in the show notes or by visiting our website at godhearsher.org. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you. He sees you and he loves you because you are his. Today's episode was engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Mary Jo Clark and Daniel Ryan Day. And today, we also want to recognize Rochelle and Melissa for their help in creating and promoting the God Hears Her podcast. Thank you all. God Hears Her is a production of our Daily Bread Ministries.